From downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, is Sonic Superstars fast enough to compete with Mario? And is it still fun to kill screaming ghosts with only one screen this time? I'm ready to begin again where I ended again. Stop playing games. Pick up a book, why don't you? To Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 393. You're here, your place to hear about fans talking about the other guy that's now on Nintendo System. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey Marionic or Scenario Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Gyro controls are life. Mikowski. And I'm John Tome Reader Knitter. Isn't that a game you bought too? Toem? Or did you not get that one? Toem. Yeah, there's a no, game no, where no. you like take pictures of stuff. Or maybe that was the other one. Maybe you didn't get that No, one. I didn't get that it's game. It's a black black and white game. There was the one, what was the one with the shit on the toilet? That was Sludge Life. Oh, that's Sludge Life. But you take pictures in that too, right? Yeah, you do. Okay, that's that's why. Of I shit. That's why, toilets. I, that's why I confused it. Anyway, yeah, we are here. How's everybody doing? Hanging am, in the air. I am, I'm in a, right. I'm recording at a remote location. So if the audio sounds weird, then that's why. But yeah, um. I still had time to, to play games and stuff. And let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. So, you know, it's this week is the big big release week, as I was saying as my uh, middle name, the Mario Onic or Scenario, which both kind of sound like other words. Like Mario Onic sounds like mar- moronic and Scenario sounds like scenario just sound so overall just, it's moronic just scenario. pronunciated weird. But yeah, uh, Sonic Sonic and Mario are coming out on the same week. It's like it's like Barbenheimer, except fun. Or I guess I don't know. Or Barbenheimen is what I always called it because I participated in the last half of that thing. But anyway, yeah, Sonic Superstar Superstars is out, and I got it because I wanted to play it because I thought it looked really cool, and uh, I've been enjoying it a lot. I think it's one of the best. Uh, if it, 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 it's probably the best 2D Sonic game I've ever played, which wow. is not saying a whole lot because I'm not really that. even better than Mania. Oh yeah, well, it's easily better than Mania because half of Mania's uh, levels are, are are old levels. Like there's only like only a percentage of Mania is actually new levels. So it's pretty easy to beat that game for betterness. And also, I mean, one of my favorite things about this game is that it has infinite lives. I've tried playing the old Sonic games so many times, and I got annoyed about how quickly I would get a game over, and I would have to start from the beginning again. This game is completely removed game overs they're gone now they went the way of uh, super mario odyssey and i think every game should have infinite lives fuck game overs we don't need game overs ever again just like just let us just give us checkpoints and you know we can go through however much shit you want but don't let us fucking start from the beginning again that's for yeah game over game overs yeah that's i don't that's not for me that's for those uh those, those roguelite people that really like those uh, when everything restarts after you die i'm not into that and there and there are some pretty there's some pretty uh, difficult bosses in sonic superstars so it's made it less frustrating now that i can just die forever and it doesn't matter 
until you get to the end and then you're like, hey, I beat it. But no, it's it's been fun. Uh, I watched like some of the, I watched some reviews, I watched some breakdowns. It's pretty cool. It, it, runs, at, it runs at a solid 60 frames per second on Switch, which is pretty awesome. And if you look at a comparison between Switch and PlayStation 5, there's really not much of a difference. Like maybe it's a little bit darker, I guess, than PS5, but it looks very, very similar. You can see, you can, uh, I forget who did the video of it, but I watched it. It looks very similar. But uh, from what I heard, a, a weird thing is uh, it shows um, basically what it does in handheld and what it does in the TV are the same things. It doesn't like get a boost from being in the dock. So it's like 720 in the handheld and 720 on the TV, if that matters to anybody there's that but i just am happy that it's running at a solid 60 frames per second and it's fun it's got some it's got some really interesting levels in there uh all of the different characters control differently like uh you know when you play as tails you can tap the jump button to twirl your little tail and you can fly up in the air uh you know uh, knuckles can float and climb walls and all that stuff uh amy has a little hammer that she hits people with as she spins and she has a double jump also and i think sonic is just sonic Sonic just controls regularly. So if you just want to play it without any extra bells and whistles or whatever, you can play with Sonic. And I, I like pre-ordered it about 20 minutes before it came out. So I got the, spe- the, I got the exclusive Lego Eggman skin, which you really can't tell that it's Lego that much. But basically when he shows up as a boss, he's a Lego dude instead of a regular Eggman. And there was a whole, wow. there's, there's like a whole uh, bonus bundle thing that you can get where like all, you, all the all the characters are Legos too. It's pretty much when you beat him, you see him walk away with his little Lego arms and legs and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, he's a Lego. So <laughs> he looks much, he looks much smaller as a Lego. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. There's like uh, water levels where you go up and down slides and stuff and it goes really fast. There's some really unique stuff. They did a lot of really cool like pinball, Sonic spinball type stuff, except not annoying and actually fun to play, you know, because the other one was kind of stupid. There's some, there, there is Does some... it play with perspective at all or does it maintain like that side scrolling? Uh, what do you mean? Or does it switch like axes even though like 2.5d can do that where you can like all of a sudden the screen like rotates then you're you know you're still it's still side view but it's on a different uh, axis um it it doesn't necessarily like switch axis but you do go in into and out of the background which is kind of like reminds me of like 3ds stuff and like donkey kong country type stuff 3d yeah and and like dkc stuff because yeah you do you do do loops where you go into the background and you come into the foreground like stuff like that so you do kind of jump between the planes and whatnot but there's there's you miss the 3d effect of the 3ds no <laughs> not really all i ever really did with the 3d effect of the 3ds was just turn it on and go oh that's cool and then turn it off that was mostly how i my experience with that i turned on for a couple seconds and be like oh neat off <laughs> you're a 2ds guy but yeah no it's More of a, a door stop than a clamshell yeah, no, no not the door stop the thing is so ugly but yeah no it's it's been a lot of fun there's some really new unique levels like i got to this one level where it's like there's a countdown going on in the background and it's like in a big factory and there's these like random buttons that are in the level and if you don't press the button at the right time the whole level explodes so like you have to get to these like flashing buttons in the game to get the like to get the uh, Eggman in the background to like cool down so he won't blow up and destroy the whole lo- the whole level and that was really cool 
but it's also like super, you know, hectic because you're trying Stressful. to because you're trying to get yeah you're trying to get to the button. But yeah, there's there's really there's really neat stuff like that. Like there was one there was one in the pinball one where you like keep going up and down these like half pipes and the half pipes like get destroyed like as you're going, so you have to keep the momentum going, otherwise it'll fall apart and you'll die. Like like there's some really cool like momentum based uh, speed puzzles and stuff like that in there. I've really been digging it. It's a I think the there's been I've seen like you know some a lot of reviews like set all around seven for it and. Basically, the main thing is uh, the multiplayer sucks, I guess, but I don't care about multiplayer, so it doesn't bother me. Hopefully that can get fixed. The single player, the single player is awesome. No, I mean, the main thing about the multiplayer, and it makes sense, is like, it's really hard to play Sonic with four people because everybody's running really fast right. and they don't know who to like focus on. So sometimes people will disappear off the screen and like reappear and, you know, kind of like, you know, warp to the other person and it'll be kind of random who you get followed, who, who gets followed and all that stuff. And I get that. But yeah, they should have done is there online uh, multiplayer for it. There is online multiplayer, but so that wouldn't matter. But online, yeah, right. I don't know. I haven't played. I haven't played any of the multi multiplayer. I've just been playing single player. But single player is great. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun to play. The soundtrack is really good. The levels look really good, and it's very fast. Like I said, um, it's got it's got a lot of mini games in there. There's one where you kind of like uh, where you kind of like do like almost like a Sonic Spider Man type thing, where you kind of like swing from these different uh, points, and you have to and you have to get to the Chaos Emerald. And uh, there's one Chaos Emerald per level, like per level set, and each Chaos Emerald gives you a different ability, so you get like a new power and stuff for doing it. Like I got an ability called uh, Minions, where you make all those guys from the movie come out and annoy you to death no that's actually not what happens uh the um (laughs) it's basically a whole bunch of a whole bunch of minions like little versions of yourself come out and attack the screen it actually really helps when you're almost dead and there's a boss that's really hard you can just hit x and and a bunch of sonics will show up and attack eggman and if you're at the end it might get you out there actually were a couple times where i used the minion thing to get me through there's like a sight one that'll make like invisible uh, platforms appear there's like another one like when you're when, when you're in water you turn into this little like blue squid guy and you can actually swim in water like kind of more like uh more like mario water levels which really helps you know that sort of thing um what, what else is there? Uh, I just got, I just, oh yeah, there's the bullet one too, where you can kind of just like jump over and over again and you can, and you can aim it the way you go and you turn into this like flaming ball, which is, that one's pretty cool too. But yeah, it's a, I haven't got all of them yet, but they're, they're cool. And there's a, they also, they've, they've modified, if you remember the original Sonic, there's the, there's the mazes where the maze kind of like turns, you know, in your little ball and it's like a flat yeah. surface and you hit the button and it reverses it, you know, that sort of thing. You remember those were really annoying in the original Sonic game, but now they're actually really fun. There's now there's like levels. So like it, when you get on it, you can see that there's levels that go deeper into it, which I guess would have been cool if it was on 3DS or yeah, either of them. Or well, 3ds. But uh, yeah, you basically you get these uh, medals in there. When you get the medal, you go to like the next level, and then you figure out how to get the next medal, and you go to the next level, and so forth. And you and you go like into deeper into the puzzle. And I've actually been playing all of those because I think they're really really fun. You know, like it's it's become really addictive to to play that stuff. The only thing that kind of sucks is the medals that you get. You you can only use them to unlock uh, costumes for your online robot person, which I haven't played. There's like, like there's just a regular online multiplayer that you can do against randoms. I guess where you do where you like race through the level and there's like other shit like that. I haven't tried that yet, but that's what you the medals that you get throughout the game. You use that to buy different parts. So you can make like a metal Sonic, you can make a metal Amy, whatever you want. You make a little robot dude and he'll run through the thing for you. But it's all cos- it's all cosmetic. It actually doesn't do anything. 
Like if you unlock a new thing, it doesn't give you like new abilities or whatever. So I heard that was so-so. But then again, I haven't played it because I've just been playing the single player, which has been keeping me up way later than I should be on this thing, on this mystery thing that I'm doing right now. But it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun and I'm glad that I got it. I don't know. Do you, any of you care about Sonic anymore? I mean, I'm the only Sonic fan here, I think. I think all of you hate Sonic. You wish Sonic I, I like Sonic. You I wish, just um, wish you would dry skeptical over, over years of being burned and getting mediocre games. And every time a Sonic game comes out, my attention is raised. So I've, I've been paying attention to this one. And it seems like, yeah, you like the game a lot. It seems like the reviews are on the good side. So yeah, I don't know if I would jump out and pay 60 bucks for it right now, especially because we had another game coming out this week, but it's on my wish list. Yeah, that's very, uh, very interesting that they decided to release it so close to right. Well, they said like they main rival. I mean, they said they weren't planning on it. They said it was completely unplanned. Right. Is what I read. I mean, why would you? Why would you? Why would you want to release the same week as Mario? I don't know. Maybe they were trying for Barbenheimer. Maybe they were like, "That's what I'm saying." Yeah, let's get get in on the conversation. People, you know, still remember you know Mario versus Sonic back in the day. So that's worth something. That that's a marketing bullet point that they could play into. Yeah, I think that's probably why they probably they they could have pushed it back. You know what I mean? They could have pushed it back. You know, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Could release it anytime from now until Christmas, basically. So. Might as well pile it on October yeah. with the millions of other games yep. coming out. Right. Now it was just it was just uh, I I had been intrigued by it for a while and yeah it ended up being a solid choice. I mean that's two for two for me you know because I like Sonic Frontiers too even though I think I mean Sonic Frontiers has its like level of weirdness to it and that's why I like it like it's super bizarre and weird and Sonic Frontiers is totally a seven but I think this game is more of an eight point five in my opinion that's what I would wow. give it if I was it, but I haven't beat the whole game yet I haven't got all the way through I've only played it for like I've only I've only played it for however many hours I played it for the last couple of days but I'm pretty far I'm in like the I'm in like the six what the fifth or sixth level set or whatever I got to like the golden uh whatever it's called the uh the, like the go- the golden um, mythological uh, grecian area looking area it's, it's kind of like referencing the original first game first sonic game had that mm-hmm. and uh water levels are actually a lot less annoying now like i always you know I, I think i started didn't i do a whole hashtag thing for sonic mania called like sonic hates water or something like that because because mm-hmm. uh because every sonic game is fun until yeah. you get to the son- the water levels and then it's not anymore but they actually did some pretty cool uh Water, water levels on this like there's a boss that you fight there's like an Eggman boss that you fight where you're basically you know you'll, you'll try to go up you'll like platform up the water slowly and then you have to hit the Eggman and then he'll like re- fill it up with water again and then you gotta go up again and hit him and if you take too long he'll start shooting missiles at you and stuff like that but it didn't it didn't feel as bad but also I was playing as Amy who has a double jump which I think helped but it's but I've, I've played as all the different characters like I've been switching around from one to another to another and actually I found in, in some levels I found Knuckles really annoying because a lot of times you actually accidentally float when you're just trying to jump you know because like you jump no. and float at the same time so there were some like he really still break through walls with his claws uh you can't break through walls but you can climb walls and, th- and there's he still rap about pumpkins no but the soundtrack is really good i mean he wasn't rapping the person in, in the background was rapping that wasn't knuckles that was somebody else no that was totally him he recorded <laughs> so i got him in the booth for the soundtrack 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 is awesome though i mean it's more uh you know it's more on the lines of the original uh, the original two D ones, off obviously, and it's got really beautiful hand drawn animation, like very much like Mania, like it has that opening, like a uh, hand drawn movie. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of a uh, WarioWare Twisted in that way. Was that what it was? No, not WarioWare Twisted. Um, what's the other one? Wario World 
Shake It, right? Was that that the one that was on Wii that had the really beautiful hand-drawn uh, cutscenes? Yeah. It kind of yeah. reminds me of that because it has these really beautiful hand-drawn cutscenes, but there's no voice in it at all. It's really odd. It has this kind of odd silence to it, you know? It's like nobody says anything. Like, nobody has a voice at all. It's just, I guess they're trying, maybe they're trying to be like the old Genesis ones back when Sonic didn't talk, you know, and was maybe less annoying. But nobody says anything. But it's, it's like beautifully hand-drawn and beautifully animated. But it's just like, there's just no talk from ever anybody. It's just music. I'm like, okay. I will say that the opening, it's not as good of an opener as Sonic Mania. Like that Sonic Mania opener was a banger. And, they, and then there's not a song as good as that. But as far as gameplay goes, like I'll play this one all the way through the end. And I got, you know, it didn't take that long before I got tired of Sonic Mania. <laughs> well, I was trying to play it because I kept dying in the water levels. But I mean, and this one is like all new levels. So it's pretty cool. And there's, yeah, there's, uh, there's character specific levels in there also. You know, like ones that are catered to like climbing walls with like, with knuckles or there's like a level with amy where you're just collecting fruit where you, where you just hit fruit with a hammer a bunch and that was and that's fun there's like a new little robot guy and a like sort of crocodile ish looking thing that runs around in there how does the level structure work is it just you know one through whatever or is there like an overworld map something like that uh th there is a map actually but you don't have to go to the map it's actually kind of cool the way it looks like you, you basically you'll play through a level and then it'll and then it'll like it'll like load for a second and then you'll just keep running in the same level but you can pause and go to the map if you want but you don't have to like to try to like keep the feel of it so like you'll run through one one and then one one will end and then you'll be at the beginning of one two and then you just keep running to the end of one two and then at the end of one two you'll like go through a pipe that'll change to like the next world and you'll start running at the beginning of, of, of like three one or one or two one or whatever so that's pretty cool but you can pause and go to the world map but you don't need to but if you want to change i guess if you want to change your characters i think you have to go i don't think you can do it in the level i think you have to leave the level and change and then come back but I, but i like how it just like drops you just at the beginning and you're like oh i'm already starting again and the loading is pretty quick you know it wasn't uh it's it's like a couple seconds and i'm like all right I'm, oh i'm already already into it you know, I had to pause a couple times because I wasn't ready for it to start already. I was like, oh shit, it's already, it's already loaded. There it is. All right, let's do this. Let's run it shit. But it's, it, you know, it, it has that, it has that feeling that I think, I think Donkey said about uh, Sonic Mania, you know, how it's like, it has a level that you want to run through really fastly, but if you run through it slower, there's a ton of secrets for you to find, like that sort of thing. And that's how like the Chaos Emeralds are and all that. They're like a giant spinning ring that you can find within the level. So if you want to break it down and, there, and there's a bunch of different like pathways for you to go and stuff like that. And yeah, it's been, it definitely feels like what I expected the original Sonic games to feel like. Which, don't get me wrong, I like those. They just get really annoying because you get game over so quickly and you get sent to the... I mean, you know, that was old school gaming where they just like, let's just give you like a couple lives and make it to where you have to play forever and you have to memorize these levels. And it's like, you know, who has time for that now? I don't. I like it now that there's just infinite li infinite lives and I can just die a billion times and still get to the next level. I saw somebody said that it was too easy and I'm like, I was like, you must have not played far enough because there, there's some fucking... There's... I did... I rage quit the other night on that, on that fucking underwater boss because i was like fuck you and i just turned it off because yeah he was killing me and then i used the minions the next time and that got me through. Yeah, yeah you know i'll probably play this at some point but i don't see it being anytime soon because yeah. of the date the release date is a big part of it and grant you know, i did all i did also kind of, um, them kind of funds i did also use some gold points so i was able to make it the same price that mario wonder was for me so i was able to cut it from 60 to 50 Neat. to 50 so I got them because I got the, I did the um, Nintendo voucher thing, obviously for Wonder, and I already have that preloaded as well. So I plan to preload that in the next couple of days. Well, I guess it will be tomorrow. Will be the last day to do that. Yeah, but it's pretty much yeah. I got Hopefully the. You get to play it tomorrow night. 
that'll, that'll give you more incentive to finish editing work. Oh yeah, the, the money that I got from doing the vouchers basically made it to where I could make it the same price. So, so that was cool. And I did a, yeah, I was I was gonna wait till it came out, but then I was like, oh, I, wanna, I wanna get that stupid Lego thing and just see what it's like. And so I preloaded it like right when I got to wherever I was going to and uh, basically preloaded it like 20 minutes before it came out. And it, and it like came out like boom, like right at midnight at the Eastern, and Eastern time, so. I appreciate appreciate that too. I think the punctuality of it helped with uh, how much I was like, oh wow, it's here, it's here now. I can play it right now. Let's do it. So yeah, it's cool. Well, it, it, you don't have as much stuff distracting you at the moment. So, well, beside your child, but I mean, <laughs> well, I just, not out yet, so you can play Sonic. Yeah, I just lay in bed and play Sonic until I get tired or play it while I'm tired. It's basically what I've been doing, just laying in bed and playing Sonic, which is fun. But it reminds me a lot of things. Like I said, it, it does remind me of Donkey Kong Country Returns. Like it has that, it has that like, you know, you know how Donkey Kong Country Returns was like a sprite-based game and then it became this beautifully animated 3D game. Like that's kind of how I felt with this. Like it looks like this beautifully animated 3D thing. It has all this cool shit happening in the background. Like you might run past and you'll see like Knuckles like floating around, killing a guy behind you on the, uh, like in the background. Same with like, a you'll see Amy or, or, or Tails or whatever. I like the interaction where you can see or you can see like robots getting built like in the background that'll come to kill you later i think that was in metroid as well but it, but the way yeah. the the way you can collect the metals in the in the uh, secret levels kind of reminds me of that as well i wish that they would do they would do like donkey Kong country 2 where the metals instead of using them for the multiplayer you could actually use them to unlock like secret worlds and all that i was like just stay just steal that exact idea and just do it where you have to you know where you have to get to the lost worlds and then you have the secret ending where you get to stand on a cliff and look at them with your hair in the wind or whatever they should do that but no it's a yeah it's cool um yeah it's it's coming out right before mario so i understand most people will go with mario but if you can do both why not you know but I don't, I don't believe the whole, like, uh, I see people saying, like, well, they say this for every 2D game. They're like, oh, my God, $60 for a 2D game. It's like, dude, there are a lot of people that need to get paid on this shit. Like, you know, or, or saying that the game isn't, like, 60 hours, so you shouldn't buy it. Like, do people complain when you go to see a movie and it's only 90 minutes, not two and a half hours, even though it's the same price as all the other fucking movies that you go to? I mean, they should. They should start, if they're going to do it about games, they should complain about movies, too. You're like, hey, why wasn't this movie, like, three or, like, four fucking hours, like, uh, like Oppenheimer? Like, I want that. Like, why is it not that long? Give me my money back. I only pay I, I only pay $10 for four-hour movies. Yeah, yeah. Son, Sonic Superstars. <laughs> Two thumbs up for me. It's, it's uh, so weird because, like, Sonic Superstars, it's like, it's, I swear there's already been a game called Sonic Superstars. But there hasn't. It was Sonic All-Stars. Yeah. I mean, there's other, there's, I'm sure there's other games with superstars. In Sonic there. Super Planet. I don't know. I keep confusing it. I want to say, like, Sonic Heroes, but that was a... That was the GameCube yeah. game, you know? But it is, totally but it does kind of have that same feeling, I guess, where you can switch between the characters, but you don't do it like on the fly like that. And, and Rouge isn't in this one, so whatever. But, uh, but I like the characters that are in there. And the bosses are really unique. Like, they have some really, really unique bosses. And they they can be hard, but but they're not, they don't frustrate me because I can't get a game over and I don't have to go back to the beginning of the level again. If I did that, then I would have been, then it'd be a different thing, you know? But yeah, I think I, uh, I think I said enough about that. Yeah, I don't know if the Sonic Origins, if they ever re-release them without, without like uh, game overs because i would be willing to give all of the sonics a try again if they would just let you have fucking infinite just lives. play them on the genesis thing to the safe state yeah but that's annoying so, i mean that stops the flow of the game when you have to like stop and save state and like you know stop and reload like just, just let me just feel the rhythm of the game and all that use rewind yeah, I guess I could do that too. I don't know, maybe I'll try it. But it's a uh, when uh, I know we talked we talked before about making like folders and stuff on our uh, on our Switch on our Switch uh, groups or whatever. And John, you made like a folder that was like up next. I made a folder 
I made a folder that's like, these are games that I actually plan on beating this year. And not like the one that I had before that had like 100 games in it. I'm like cutting it down to like ones that I think I can actually like physically beat this year. So when I play a game like, you know, like this game or like Nayuta or whatever, I was like, oh, this game's really good. I want to get to the end of it. I put it in that folder. It's like, these are the games that I actually am planning on seeing credits for. So it goes to that folder for me. It goes to the game that I will definitely play through and uh, i'd like to get to the end of that game because it's a lot of fun that's it's in that yeah, folder. at some point it'll be on sale it'll be on sale later you know after I'm wondering Mario. If that's why they released it in october because if they want to go through the whole cycle and have it on sale in time for christmas it'll be 40 dollars on christmas well i mean wasn't didn't like frontiers come i don't remember when frontiers came out but i got that for 30 bucks like not that much longer after it came out so you know it's you know you can wait but this is I do think this game is better than Frontiers, even though I do like Frontiers, but this game is much more polished. But the weirdness of Frontiers is part of the beauty of it. And I still haven't played the the DLC of it, but supposedly they made it better, but also made it really, really hard. That's probably where I'm kind of scared to play it. Sonic came out, I had been playing uh, Dementium the Ward, which is a DS game, which is now, which was a 3DS game, and now is a Switch game, and I got it for the third time, yes. I got it for a third Dementium time. forever. Was it on the Wii U? No. It was, this is the no, first time it has not been on a handheld. Well, it is on a handheld, but this is the first time you could play it on a TV, as far as I know. Actually, it might have been, the HD version might have been on Steam, so maybe you could play it on a computer and put on your TV or whatever the fuck. But no, uh, Dementium, the Ward, it looks good. It This one also runs at a solid 60 frames per second. The only thing is uh, it's pretty much the same as the 3DS version. So they haven't really upscaled it much past that, but that doesn't really bother me. I still think it looks pretty cool. Um, the main the main thing for me is playing it with an actual analog stick and not playing it with the nub, with the tiny nub that was on the 3DS where it makes it really, really hard to aim. So it feels so much smoother in that way. And it's still, you know, there's like, like you kind of said before, John you know this is a this is a game that was impressive on the DS which was how long ago I mean I I remember borrowing this from a friend and like fuck it was it was like the mid aughts I think like 2000 yeah 
six or something like that. I don't know. Sometime around that. And I was like, wow, this looks amazing. And it was really amazing for the time. And even the and even the remake on 3DS looked pretty good for 3DS, you know. So there is there is like a little fiddliness with it, like when you have to switch between because you you know you have a you basically everything is dark all the time. You're going through a hospital that's completely dark, you know, like all the lights are out. It's raining outside. There's occasional lightning that'll light some stuff up. But you have a, you, you get a flashlight pretty early and you have to use a flashlight to, you know, to point your way through. But you can't flashlight and aim at the same time with your gun. So you have to switch between the flashlight and your gun. And there is like a button on there to switch like to your last weapon. So you can pull the flashlight and switch it to your gun and switch it back. But I can see it being kind of a little, a little, you know, not fun in that way. But there's a, they should do stuff like, what was it? Um, like for, forgot, uh, Father Forgive Me, like that game has a, has a dedicated flashlight button that you just hold to bring your flashlight up and then you let go and it goes away. Stuff like that. And there was There's a whole... actually a lot of games anymore that do that. Yeah, and there was a whole mechanic in uh, Dusk, actually, which was ended up being really, really good. Uh, th- there was a flashlight you could just turn it on and have it on at all times, but sometimes your flashlight would break to where they would force you to go through really, really dark corridors that are really scary, and I thought that was cool. Like, you'll fall down, you'll like end up falling down a big pit, and when you land, you break your flashlight, and it's like, oh, you don't have a flashlight anymore, you gotta get another one. So then they make you go through all these really dark, scary stuff, and that was that was cool, because it's kind of like a little mini haunted house thing within the game. But it's, you know, I've, I've been enjoying it. Like I said, uh, you get you get to kill those screaming ghost guys that, that are really annoying, that, that fly at you, and they're like, ah. uh, I found the buzz. It's kind of like Luigi's Mansion. Sure. I found the buzzsaw. I mean, it is kind of like, I mean, it's not really, even even though it looks like a first-person shooter, it's more of a survival horror. It's more like a first-person sh- survival horror than anything else. Because it's all about, like, you know, you have a map, and you have to, like, plot where you're going and all that, and you get lost. You can get lost easily because it's a, you know, it's a fucking hospital. Like, all the rooms kind of look the same. But I did find, I found this area where it shows, like, where you can read, like, all of the diseases that the different people had that were in there. And one of the rooms says this guy was diagnosed with video game thumb. <laughs> that's what it huh? says. It's like it's like video game thumb, and it's like and it's like how to it's it's like how to cure. Uh, it's like use ice pack on thumb, and that's and it's like a little thing on the wall you can read that you would totally miss if you didn't check it. That was kind of funny because I've played this game I don't know how many times and I never saw that. Yeah, the, all the, all the rest of them are serious except for the video game thumb guy. Like that's that that's funny. Like oh, you got the you got the case of video game thumb. But this is another one that's on my list of games that I want to play through. It's like I heard it's around like eight hours or something like that. It's kind of weird to not have the second. Uh, screen now because in the original one you could uh, in, in the original one you could make notes on the bottom screen like you had a notepad and you could write on the map and say that stuff's on there and you can't do that on this like they don't even such a DS game yeah they, they don't well yeah a lot of DS games were like that but you still kind of miss it if you remembered it you know you can't be like okay well this room had had a couple heart had like some some uh, refill like you take pills to like refill your life it'd be like hey there's some pills here in case you re- lose more life you go back there and take the pills or whatever but it's still kind of you know you can still kind of navigate where you're going I noticed that I finally it, it took me a while but I figured out that on the map there's little red glowing areas and that's where the save points are and you can't save any time on this one either it's old school Fucking old school, man. You gotta get to the save points. Can't just save whenever you want. But it does auto save after you beat a boss, which is very handy and helpful. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm gonna play through it. I hope that Dementium Two and Men Moon come to th- come to Switch so I can play this again because they're fun. And there's a <laughs> there's like one song. There's pretty much like one song through most of the game. Like I've been playing the game for like four or five hours, and it's been one song over and over and over again. So you know maybe you could listen to a podcast with this one too sometimes. 
<laughs> you know, because it's like, it's just the same like piano melody that you hear for like every room. And then I, I got to a point where it changed a little bit. I was like, oh, oh, there's two songs. There's a second song. Well, I mean, they have stuff for like bosses and all that, but the regular song is just the same as the menu song. And that can be- Do you feel the audio design is important to the survival horror aspect? Like, would you be missing out on something if you were listening to something else? Oh yeah, no, you would. Like those screaming ghost guys, you wouldn't know they're there until they already eat you because you have to hear them coming from far away. So it's probably better not to, unless you could do what I used to do on Tony Hawk and just turn the music off and keep the soundtrack and keep the, the, yeah. the sound effects up and just listen to something else because you're tired of all the songs that are on there. You don't want to hear them anymore. That's what I used to do for Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is I would just turn the music off and listen to like Reggie and the Full Effect or something like that. See, but, I would do but, the opposite. I would turn but on keep, the soundtrack. But keep the sound effects up. Yeah, but like when you... Uh, the original do the ones, Tony Hawk 1 soundtrack while you play Dementium. Yeah, I mean, well, the original ones where you only have like five songs and you're trying to play through the game, those songs can get real annoying. And especially if you're playing on 64, which has even less songs, uh, you, you get annoyed by them pretty quickly. So I, I used to turn them the down. instrumental listen, version of the police truck. I used to do the same thing with, with Doom. I turned down the music and I'd listen to Joy Electric while I, while I killed demons, which was pretty funny to do in high school. That's uh, I think that's good for me there, right there. Well, this week I played more cyberpunk. Essentially, I said last week I was going to probably start over again eventually, and I did that right away. I started over again, but on normal difficulty, whatever the default difficulty in the game is. And it's been easier than the first time, but I imagine that's because I understand the controls and where to go and all that stuff. Also, I know who the people are before they know me, which is interesting. When you play games like this, where all the characters become so important. I actually have seen a few characters out and about they can't sneak up before I meet them. You're like, hey, I know that's, you. That's, that's kind of weird. I know so. you, Johnny Silverhand. Get your, get your Silverhand away from me. Right. I know it's silver. But sadly, I really feel that even choosing how I started, because you can you have a few different starting classes that sort of give your character a backstory. Originally, I was just like a street rat, whatever, which most people in the game are, because that's the kind of world they live in now. Such a street rat. Either you're a corpo or you're like a street, you know, you work for the corporations or you're like sort of just existing on the uh, on the uh, like periphery of society or you're actively like fighting the corporations. But anyway, I started out originally my first playthrough was, yeah, that the, uh, the street or whatever. This time I decided I wanted to be an, a retired, you know, corporate employee. The game pretty much went exactly the same. It just changed a few dialogue options, which has been kind of disappointing. Um, I even went back to some of the main missions, like some of the stealth missions, because every time you do these missions where you're extracting something, they ask you to kill a minimal number of enemies or none try to get in and out without being spotted that's all well and good but my first playthrough i kept getting caught and then i would just kill everything and you know it's easy mode so i could usually get through after a few tries 
there's a lot of uh, quick saves and stuff that happen automatically. But no matter what I tried, I even reloaded a couple of those areas. And it just seems like they're intended to go belly up. That's part of the script of the game, which also disappointed me because I thought maybe I could go through and save some people's lives that died because of my mistakes, I thought. But nope, I think they're just meant to die. That's part of the story. Oh, that sucks. That was the same thing yeah. that... Uh... What was it? Did you ever play a Mass Effect 2 did that too and it really pissed me off. Like if you uh I never played it through any of those games. Like towards the end, like you have to do like these loyalty missions or whatever with your well you don't have to. But if you don't do it your characters die. And I was like, "Can I just play the game better and just like make them not die?" And it's like, "Nope. If if you didn't do this loyalty mission, they still die." And I'm like, "Well, that's fucking dumb." Wow. <laughs> I was like, so it doesn't matter how well I play the game or not. It's that's just how they die, or they, or they just die. And I'm like, well, it's fucking stupid. But, I think know. the big thing that I've enjoyed is just now I can play around with the systems a bit more. You know, I figured out I could throw. You know, there is a way to throw weapons, and, and that's really fun in this game because you can literally throw like a knife at somebody, it sticks into them, then you have to you know go retrieve it or whatever. But you can get these really big like throwing axes, and they're really fun and more stealthy. So it's just fun to play around with more of the weapons and the systems. And I feel like there's a lot of different skill trees where you could really make a cool tricked out character. But from my first experience playing it, and maybe I just didn't explore the world enough, but there just wasn't enough to demand that you make your character super OP. Therefore, it's almost like the systems there just in case people want to do absolutely everything then maybe they can trick their character out on one branch of the tree. But I don't see anyone being able to fully level up your character with everything, especially since this game seems to rely on completing missions as the only means of experience. I don't think you can really grind in this, which is cool. And you you know, too. I don't mind that sort of structure, but you can't just go around and keep killing bad guys and building experience like you could in some RPGs. Did you ever play, uh, not to mention other PS3 games, Did you? Ever, but did you ever play Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution or Deus Ex? I did Con? not. A lot of people have said really good things about that. I love I that game. Played it. I play, it was actually on Wii U, weirdly enough. They put it on Wii U, but right. I played through it on PlayStation 3. I got it like really cheap for a, for like a um, Black Friday thing. That game was awesome because you could get you could get experience points for like doing everything. Like if you're on, if you're like sneaking into a base and you can and you find like a secret tunnel, you get experience points for that instead of like killing people. So that was like really cool. So like you don't have to kill everybody. You get experience points for like figuring shit out. It's like, "Oh, I found a I found a secret area. Experience points." It's like, I'm going to break down this wall and go over here. Experience points. Like, you get experience points for not just killing. And I thought that was really unique. And that was the same thing where, like, the Mass Effect thing, where I went through a thing and I lost some guys. And I was like, let, let me do it again. And I went back and I did better and they lived. They didn't die. So there were different ways. And it took, it took place in Detroit. And it's all about, like, enhanced, you know, enhancing yourself. So they talk about Blade Runner and, and RoboCop and all that shit in there. So it was, it was a fun game. I really liked it. There was another one after that, but I never played it. But it was... It was really cool. They should re-release it for Switch. It was on Wii U. Put it on Switch. I'd play. I'd play through it again just so I can bust through a wall like like the Kool Aid Man. That's what I did. You can, it made it so you could punch through walls, which is fun. Very Geomati. Geo what? Geomod. Oh, like oh from... Geomati. I thought you said like like Giamatti. Like what? Like like the actor? Like Paul Giamatti. You know, in sad way. He's always doing <laughs> yeah, busting through walls and shit. He busts through walls with his angry white <laughs> drunk rage. I mean, he was he did play the Rhino in that shitty Spider Man movie, so he could bust through walls when he was the Rhino. So there you go. He did have that big, he did drink out of that big spit bucket that kind of looked like the Kool-Aid man in sideways. Anyway, that's enough for cyberpunk. I will probably play uh, Phantom Liberty once I'm through with all the other goodness that this hol holiday has to offer with new releases and such. 
but it's a game I like. I still think it's good. I still think anyone with a PS5 or a nice PC should give this one a go if you could afford it. The other thing I've been playing is a little game called Death Loop. It was the first game I bought for the PS5 when I got it because it was uh, one of the first exclusives. I think it might have come out for other systems since, but I don't think it's come out for last gen. They didn't even try. I was really interested in it. I may have talked about it on the show before, but it's a kind of a Groundhog Day sort of scenario. You're trapped on this island. There's a time loop and somebody, there's somebody else who's like watching you and hunting you down and they're talking to you the entire time and they're kind of messing stuff up for you. But in the meantime, the entire island is populated by essentially like cultists that are also trapped in the loop, but they like that. You know, that's part of their way of life or whatever. So you just have to go around and kill everything and everything respawns if you if you die three times oh, is it three times yes if you die three times you have to restart the day completely you move through the day as periods of time they're really not there's not really an actual like clock a real-time clock or anything like that you move through different periods of the day to different places on the island and then different things will be happening Eventually, you infer through scanning and stuff. There's like a scanning mechanic. You kind of infer where everybody's going to be. There's a certain group of elites that you have to kill off to break the loop. And I think in, in the final person you have to kill is Juliana, who's like the bad guy in this game. Apparently used to be your friend. But she's the one that's really out to like kill you over and over again. And she remembers too on the next day, she'll be like making fun of you for how you died potentially the previous day or whatever. She'll also like infer that you used to be a lot different back in the day before you got stuck in this loop. So there's a bit of a story that opens up as you play. There's a lot of environmental storytelling. That's pretty cool. But for the most part, it's just kill everything. There's no, I haven't run into a sympathetic NPC on this whole island. There's what I've heard is the PS5's killer app, right? It it was at one point. I mean, this came out fairly early in the life of the PS5, and uh, so I think it's about two years old now. But it still looks great. It's fun. It's very cartoony, in spite of being a, a fairly realistic game with the physics and stuff. It still has a very cartoony kind of. The main character is supposed to sort of seem like maybe like a Samuel L. Jackson kind of guy. He cusses a lot and he complains about a lot of shit and. I'm too old for this shit. And, you know, says stuff like that. Lethal weapon style, which I know is Samuel Jackson, but. I say he didn't say uh, that. No, it's a different guy. But he talks He talks a lot to himself. And when Juliana talks to him through the little intercoms and stuff, he'll talk shit to her. So it's kind of fun. You hear a lot of different things as you keep going through the days. But I figured out how to turn gyro controls on in this game. Once again, I had stopped playing this after I started because it gets really hard. It's a hard game, but the gyro controls really helped a lot. And so I've gotten further than I've ever made it, but ultimately I have to sit down and come up with a game plan of how either I need to play more and just gather more information, or I need to, at this point, sit down and make a plan of what order I want to beat the bosses. I think it might be a bit of a Mega Man thing where there's like an ideal way to beat them. That's that gives you like stuff. So it's easier, you know, as you go, I don't know when that'll happen. But I would like to play through it eventually because it's fun. So yeah, I I would also recommend this one. I believe it's, if you have PS Plus, I think it's on there. I did want to mention that I actually visited Trey in person. Yeah, you came to the the party. That was cool that that you came up for just that night. You drove all the way. Yeah, we don't have much. We didn't do any sort of like, you know, work or anything as far as the podcast goes. But it was still fun just to hang out and see the new spot. Beautiful home. We lost the Mario party is what we did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we lost to the computer. It was bad. We lost to, we lost oh, to no. the computer as Waluigi even, just to dig in the knife even farther. Yeah. I think yeah, it was, it was, but it was easy fun. mode too. But we were we were pretty we're, we were pretty liquored up, so yeah. Oh, severely. Uh I went up there with my partner Shauna and we took her van 
And we were kind of intending on maybe trying to sleep in it, but it ended up being a lot more convenient to sleep in the guest room in the brand new bed. So super thankful that you, uh, like, uh, you and Jess put us up and we had a great time. Yeah. Get to, get to stay in that new bed that we just got. And the podcast studio is impressive. I think good things maybe to come in the future with a little bit more, uh, in-person recording. I hope if all things work out well, uh, have, to get a, have to get a chair. I only have like one chair down there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's still you know an idea. It hasn't you can buy it. produced fruit yet, but I can get to Trey's place a lot easier now. It's a lot easier to get up there. It's like two hours um, away. For one, yeah, for one, you live closer. The the roads are easier, and I actually have like a car that works and stuff. So yeah, and you don't have to worry all about that stuff together either. adds up to greatness. No parking either, or you don't have to worry about parking because we have a long right. driveway. Their neighborhood's quieter than mine. It is at quite, least thus far from where when we ran it. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that was it. Other than I do plan on playing Wonder as soon as I can tomorrow night. As of the time of this podcast, when y'all hear it, I will have already played this game. So, One game this week and I forgot because it was such a short game. I just played it through in one sitting this afternoon. Paratopic, which was a game that I mentioned last week. I got that. Remember that that oh, PS yeah. two or PS one style horror game? Yeah. And uh, you know it was two dollars. So I can't be too mad at it, but um, yeah, it was it wasn't that good. It was I thought it was good, good at first. Like it starts out strong, and I think there's good elements of it. The the graphics certainly. Uh, the soundtrack is really good, actually. The soundtrack may be worth the two bucks alone, but. Beyond that, uh, you know, I, I went through kind of a, a range of emotions within that half hour to where it was like, oh, I think this is actually like a hidden little gem. This is kind of cool. This is a little bit different than I thought it was going to be. And it, it's more of a, um, it's not it's not Resident Evil. It's more trying to be like like uh, Edith Finch or something. Like it's telling a story, more like, like a visual novel with a little bit more interactivity. And so it starts out pretty strong like that. And, and then you just kind of start walking and you're walking forever. And you walk so slow in this game. You walk so slow. You have to go for a long time, too, like just straight ahead. And it was to the point where I was just getting out of my phone and, you know, walking without even looking at the game. Um, or those parts where all of a sudden you're driving. It's the same thing. You're just driving down this road forever and ever. And, you know, it's trying to, like, play its cards close to the chest to be secretive and and interesting i mean that works but you got to give me something at some point i beat the entire game and i have no idea what it was about <laughs> i don't know what this game was about at all i got through to the end and like well i didn't like, eh? i didn't grab onto one thing to be like this is what they were trying to do was it, was, okay. it like a walking simulator then kind of kind of in parts yeah it, there's no enemies like you get a you get a gun but there's no one attacking you weird and there's one point where you can use the gun, you know, story-wise and whatever. It, it adds something, but it's not like you're shooting at a bunch of monsters or whatever. You just, it's kind of like, you know, Edith Finch, but a horror game, but not very good. Hmm. So, yeah, that one was on my list for a really long time, and I never got it. And uh, maybe because I... Yeah, I mean, if you're interested, you know, $2 is, you know, not a lot to throw at it. Like I said, the soundtrack is actually really, really good. They do some interesting things, too, with the audio design like i like the way the characters speak they like they must have recorded actors you know and then reversed it so, like they're, they're speaking backwards and all that and adding interesting effects to it and, yeah there's 
pieces of it. You know, they had like they were onto something, but but I don't know what. <laughs> like they, it just doesn't really add up to much. So yeah, two bucks if you're interested, go ahead and get it, and you might find something interesting. But I I'm never gonna play it again. Yeah, maybe if wonders outside of your budget, get this instead. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was some sort of like throwback. Uh, you know, um, yeah, like a Resident Evil thing or whatever. But I never really heard anybody talk about it. So I, you know, there's the other thing is there's dialogue trees that just like don't end. Like you start going through these this, the text, and you can have you know three or four different things you can choose, and, and like some of them just go forever and ever. And like I stopped reading it, and but then I thought maybe I could just click through all the dialogue, and but but you have to actually pay attention because there are certain questions that 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 go back around around again and then there's the one question that you're supposed to ask that gets you out of the dialogue tree so yeah i just found it was a little bit frustrating but i did get something cool this week i got my zelda books that I talked about last week so i got them right here that's heavy now you know all of yeah. the different histories and timelines i know all of it yeah of long, and uh, I, mean, I, like... I put in the notes how much these three books weigh together i put them on my scale they weigh 14.6 pounds together so about five wow. pounds per book they're really really big it's more this than is I the can. one that this is the one that I had previously, the Hyrule Historia. I don't do you guys have these or this one? No. I don't. The only the only Zelda book I got was a collection of those uh of those the comics of, of the uh, Nintendo yeah. Power comics. The, uh, okay. the link to the yeah. past ones. But the but Hyrule Historia I really don't care. Yeah, they're cool. You know, it's I realized I didn't have a whole lot of Zelda stuff. Like I don't have a whole lot of Zelda merchandise. I got Mario stuff, but as far as Zelda I really don't. So it's cool to have a book to put up on the shelf and display and thumb through when I want to. And then I got uh, South Tyrell Astoria. This is the biggest one, the Art and Artifacts book. Oh my gosh, this is heavy. Look at that thick boy. So is that through Breath of the Wild? It's big and red. This is through, um, no, because these came out in 2017. Okay. So Skyward Sword. Actually, yeah, these ones came out a little bit later. The Hyrule Historia came out in 2017. So what's the last one in here? Probably the best one to show on the podcast. It's got it's just book. It's just uh, pictures and stuff. Well, I bet that'd be fun to do some like tracing with this, some of that stuff. Oh, there's that. There's the, there's the Lay painting up. or there's the poster that I have on my wall framed there. The one that I can see. Uh, the the Phantom Hourglass one. What is the last one? I, th uh, I think it's Skyward Sword. Yep. It ends where it begins. Yep. And then you have the encyclopedia. So. Yeah, they all look the same. Very much the same. You know, they're all big uh, books with triforces on the big front. giant books. Since this is but a nice put on display and nice to nice to pick up every once in a while, I think. Since this is mostly an audio podcast, everybody know that they're giant, different colored books, and one of them has yep. pictures inside of them. That's pretty much <laughs> what they look like. That's I'm it. just going to download the descriptive audio book of the art book. Yeah, the art. What I could see of a corner of one of them is the same as. A poster that I got from Club Nintendo that is framed and on and on the wall downstairs. So the Phantom Hourglass one that's where they're in the boat, where it's like him and that one guy that was in Wind Waker also. I forget what his name is. Why am I forgetting now? We we, talk, we talked about him in a pre in a Patreon episode at one point. He's like a merchant hitch dude or something. That's it for me. All right, cool. Well let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about the news. Whatever. BRB.
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Alright, we're back. Let's talk about the news and whatever else is happening out there in the world of stuff and things and other things. News and news, news, news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. Did you know that Karateka came out like five weeks ago? I totally forgot that that was a game, but it's it's on Switch now for $20. I found it. I didn't want to get this game at some point. This It's called The Making great. of Karateka, right? Yes. The Making of Karateka, yep. Yeah, I, I want to support this series. I want them to keep doing these. You know, this is supposed to be part one of a multi-part series. Such a great um, uh, way that they're, they're putting these things together. Digital Eclipse, same guys who did the Ninja Turtles games and uh, the Atari uh, game. Atari one, yes, which is amazing. Yep. I think that it's really interesting how quickly they were like, we got so much, so many accolades for how well we did the extra features that we're going yeah. to make that the feature of the next game. It's going to be... You know, the extra features are the title of the game, the making of right. take, which it does have card taken, and I believe it's got maybe a more like modern version of it. But there, yeah, the, the, well, there, there is a there's a remake in there. I've seen, I've heard like a, I've heard so many people talk about this game. So, so it wasn't just because of like, oh, we did it this way, so we're doing it this way. The main reason that it has so much fucking shit on it is because the guy who made Karateka saved everything. So he has like every fucking video that he ever shot about That's this David game. Crane. No, not David Crane. No, 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 no. It's Jordan Metcher who did it. That's George, right. Jordan Mechner. Yeah. And uh, Prince of Persia. Yeah. He, um, he saved like every fucking file that he ever did. Like, cause he's crazy, like OCD like that. So that's why this has to be like, like done like a documentary way, because there's just so much shit that he kept in the making of this game, that this is the way that has to be presented. So it's, you know, they, yes, they do great stuff with other things, but one of the main reasons was that he was just so meticulously just keeping every single piece of anything he ever did towards, uh, towards Karateka and all that. And that's how you, one of my wife ready was doing it very young. Oh yeah. He was like 17 or something like that. If you're not, how to do it. rotoscoping like yeah. on his own yeah and there's the it's and you could play like the shitty there's like what was it the apple 2 version that's like not good or whatever like there's a bunch of different versions and I, I, that you can play and, and there is like a quote-unquote remastered version that you can play as well but it kind of like you know it'll tell you things like as you go through it and it'll be like well you know here's here's this part you know like you know we did this and it's here now and you can just kind of jump to it and just go and play that part and all that stuff all i know is don't run towards the princess at the end because she'll kill you there's like a whole thing uh at the end of the game 
game as to how you approach the final part. And yeah, if you were a kid playing it and you got to that part, you'd be pissed. Like if you run at her, she'll attack you and kill you because you have to like you have to approach her in like a certain way. Or no, maybe you have to run at her and you can't walk slow to her. Either way, like be careful at the end of the, at the end there. But yeah, I mean, it's like if Princess Peach killed you at the end of Mario, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, good idea not to run at royalty, I guess. Yeah, true. So, yeah, that, there's that. Um, Mortal Kombat 1, everyone's favorite Switch game, got an update this week. And I'm kind of interested, you know, I watched, a, th- there's a YouTuber that I follow called Switch Up that does a lot of really good stuff. And uh, he, he put up a, you know, he does these uh, these movies, these videos called All Patched Up, where they go back and they look at uh, Switch games that have been fixed or like what they've added to it and all that. And he did do, he did do like a deep dive on onto like what has been added for Mortal Kombat. And they, they did some fixes, you know, it's, the, the loading is a little bit less, but it, it's still, it's still long. It's just not as long you know it's like more like 20 seconds instead of like 40 seconds like that sort of thing but i think the main thing is they finally uh, they finally added invasion mode which wasn't originally there so that's uh, that's there now and I, i'll still i do like i'm like super curious about the switch version of mortal Kombat, you know and i'll you know i'll get it if i can find it for like 30 bucks but i, I don't i still think it's kind of a little unfair to sell it at 70 dollars, especially how it is on switch i mean it you could at least sell it at like 60 and not be dicks about it, you know, because it's obviously a lesser game and all that, but whatever. But I want to see it. I'll probably end up like not really noticing it that much and then loving it anyway, because uh, some of the things they talk about are things that you see in like Street Fighter 6 on PlayStation 4 even. You know, like when you try to pick the characters and the characters don't show up until after you pick them, you know, it takes some time to load them. That doesn't bother me, you know. That's like I've already done that. And the load times kind of suck on that game too. So it's like I'm already sort of used to it. So, you know, I'm definitely interested in trying it. But what I'll definitely try out, well, I've already tried it, but I'll try it again over the weekend, is F-099. F-099, we are finally getting the King's League brought to it, which means that we can finally play the Firefield. The Firefield. Firefield. Which is like the fucking stupidest hard, hard, obviously the hardest race on there because it's the final race of the whole game. It's F-Zero's Rainbow Road, and it does not fuck around. Like, there are crazy, like, super, like, 180-degree turns in that fucking level, and it's insane. Like, I remember just, like, having to stop on a dime and, like, flip completely around, and it's it's a ridiculous level, and I can't wait to try to play that with 98 other people. It's going to be funny to see how quickly everybody dies on Firefield. On Firefield. I want to play that shit, and it's the final. It'll be the final race. That'll be the final race of the Super Nintendo track, so I hope they continue on, and I hope they add some of the shit from, like, uh, GP Legend or Maximum Velocity on there. That'd be cool. Keep, keep the F-Zero love going, please. Don't, like take it away like you do have you done so many other times and make us f-zero fans cry about lack of our of our favorite game but yeah i'm sure that'll bring you back jeremy to playing give f-zero yeah i actually intended to try to play it it's good it's kind of i mean it's gonna be it's kind of a weird time to do it like right when mario's coming out it's like is anybody gonna play f-zero 99 but you know i'm sure they'll have their grand p grand prix weekend and all that where you get to play the grand prix more often if you could pull yourself away from wonder and want to get your ass beat by 99 other racers then go for it if you need a break if you need a break from those annoying flowers that keep telling you to fuck off or whatever they do so somebody already modded the 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 files of the flower sander stuff yeah i think and and Sorry, but... like the lightning, uh, Nintendo came in yeah. just like two hours ago or so, and, and uh, they've taken down all those videos, so you can't see them anymore. Yeah, they've already taken them down, but I, I think that's funny. Like, uh, they, that should be a code. It's like the um, it's like Wave Race Blue Storm on GameCube, where you can put in the code to where your announcer like just treats you like shit the whole time. You know, is there a code for that? Yeah, there's totally a code from that in the GameCube one. It's funny. You can make your announcer. It's the Edubex of Wave Racer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh it's basically yeah you know the guy who's like okay no problem like that was supposed to be your announcer like your your pit person or whoever 
talking to you. And you can put in a code in the in the GameCube one to make them be mean. It's pretty funny. I've done it and listened to it. It's it's silly. I mean, well, Super Mario Wonder. Uh, the reason that that people were able to to mod it is because it actually leaked a couple days ago. It always people does. have played it already. Every every big game leaks, especially Nintendo ones. Yeah, which I, I don't know. Don't 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 download it. Just go buy the game. You know. A lot of people worked on it, and uh, it's going to be a good game. You know it's going to be a good game. Why do you need to go and steal it, basically? Just go pay for it. Um, and then it comes out uh, in just two days as we're speaking, but uh, all the reviews are here finally, already. Finally. So the reviews. <laughs> the, uh, it was pretty funny to see him trickle in because I was just kind of... I was just checking Twitter today, and it's like, here's our roundup of the reviews. And you look at it, and there's just one review. It's like, here's what Shaq News says. And I'm like, who the f- what? <laughs> who the fuck is Shaq News? And why is it just this one thing? It's like, this is really dumb. Like, I hope you didn't get paid anything from posting this article. But then, but then, if you, but then, if you look, but then, if you look around more on the internet, you can find that that actually. I think I know what that. I think I know what that is. If you actual, you can find actual. I internet, follow somebody uh, who does that podcast. That does Shack 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 News or Shack or Shack Foods. Shack. <laughs> I think they have different like arms of it that are the different Shacks. Yeah, it, it wasn't spelled. Well, Metacritic it gave spelled it with a, a Q. It was spelled with a CK. A Metacritic, yeah, has a ninety-three. So that's a that's a classic. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be the first two D Mario on next gen to really blow people away. First two D Mario with talking flowers. That's what we always want. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the flowers, but I'm glad you could turn them off. I'm still super stoked about this one. I'm planning on playing it day one and uh, hopefully just going into a well of happiness. Hopefully falling into a well of wonder. and what, a total and well of wonder. Elephants. Breathing in elephant mucus. Also... actor which i think he came out first and, and, and said it and then nintendo went into control mode and just confirmed it you know that it, it, but it's a guy named kevin afghani i don't know his resume or anything he looks like a younger guy there's a photo of him out there and so i guess he'll be mario for some time until he gets put out to pasture where the mario voices can run around free <laughs> until he becomes the new new uh, mario ambassador then Trey found something earlier um, where Nintendo swears that Super Mario Brothers Wonder was not influenced by the movie. And well, I think that's probably true of I, I, I didn't I, I skimmed the article. That's true of the game certainly, but I think that the the voice being one of the things that comes toward the end, I think it's still possible that they were just like you know we want to piece respectfully cut ties with Charles Martinet who who you know there was such an uproar over him not being in the movie. I think they got a little nervous. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, like like most things like uh, I mean, this game has probably been developed in development for a very long time. So I totally believe that they did not see that piece of shit movie. Like, why would they like they are doing better things? They're making this game. 
Right. But but it's but it's like, you know, uh, the same thing with like a like Super Metroid and Metroid 2 on Game Boy. Like I've seen interviews with that where they were like, "Hey, uh, you know, did you take inspiration from Metroid 2?" And they're like, "No, we were making the both the games at the same fucking time. <laughs> like we didn't even know that the other one existed." Or same with like, you know, Elden Ring and like Tears of the Kingdom. We're like, right. "No, we never didn't play fucking Elden Ring because we were too busy making Tears of the Kingdom." You know, like game developers don't really have time to do anything else, <laughs> you know. So, I don't think it's I don't think it really had any influence on that. Right, you know, this doesn't look like a cash in like a, you would consider a movie game like back in the past what we know of them they're just kind of like let's slap the characters into something pre-existing or yeah make some really lame platformer or whatever but mario is known for not laying platformers so they weren't just gonna shit something out for the movie i think the development time wouldn't have been long enough we have uh we have that uh rise of kong uh game for that <laughs> for certainly for for uh slapping uh well-known people into shitty games uh he did a the, the as far as the voice like uh it looks like he did a bunch of them he did like uh some voice a voice for cuphead for the cuphead series okay he's in some dragon ball stuff he doesn't have a whole lot of credits like just just like some uh, random uh he's a genshin in genshin impact dragon ball cuphead mashed anime penguin like that i think i wonder if it means you know it's not going to be the cash cow it was for martinet like maybe this guy's it's just going to be something he does on top of whatever else because it's not Nintendo's not celebrating like they did Martinet. You know what I mean? Maybe because this guy sounds yeah. like a copy of Martinet, which obviously is what Nintendo wanted. But right at this point, it's an impression of an impression, right? It's like it's like yeah. it's like Rick and Morty, except yeah. for, except for he didn't like you know didn't get fired. They just well, even Martinet like like you know he's voicing it since 1996, but I don't think anybody really knew his name until you know probably mid 2000s or so and. You know, back when, when the internet became really a thing where you could like, you know, after wondering for years, you know, who voices Mario? Let me look that up. You know, I think that's his celebrity is something that was uh, was not in any way brought up or nurtured or championed by Nintendo. It was the fans who dug around and figured it out and then just, you know, repeating it over the years on, on the internet, on forums and stuff. Like the guy became a celebrity because the fans wanted to know who was voicing their childhood. I don't I think... Wanna... I, I knew his this name. Same would happen. Yeah. I, I knew his name. I in want high to know what year he appeared. He appeared on, and he and he appeared before. Uh, he he appeared before sixty four. Even like he was doing like conventions. Like yeah, he was Mario teachers typing and all that. Yep. Well, not so. Not, I want to know not that in particular, but there was a wasn't there like an early like three D model of Mario that he added voice to? They they talked about it on on Retronauts. Like yeah, he was doing before the live. It stuff wasn't even that, a video game. Like I. Like I saw him do where you know if you was at a mall promoting Mario Nintendo or whatever he'd be behind the behind the video you know voicing the 3D model you so I want to know when it was let's maybe look it up when he appeared on Conan O'Brien because I remember him oh yeah I think that's the first time I saw him in person you know I knew there was a guy maybe I'd seen his name but I wasn't that into voice acting at the time you know I just wasn't yeah. doing a podcast at the time where now I consider a lot more elements of the video game space. And, and he was on, people. that was at an E3. Conan did a segment at E3. So it wasn't like Martin A was a guest on his show or something like that. But uh, he was going around to E3, different booths, talking to different people. And Martin A happened to be one of them. Yeah. But it looks like, uh, well, I just remember him kind of being like, you know, he's stuck to his Mario voices. And Conan was essentially like, so do you have a wife? And just kind of like, kind of leaning into, hey, you're kind of a loser, but not, I don't know, in the Conan way, that's still sort of funny because Conan's always self-deprecating, but it's like, ultimately, though, now the guy's done very well because of the Mario thing. I still think Nintendo did him dirty a little bit, but what are you going to do? Yeah. I feel like he was left in the dark about decisions being made about his replacement and stuff, you know, which that's a court, that's corporate. He still seems to be, yeah, he still seems to be pretty confused about it. 
I mean, they kept him around. <laughs> so he's what, still getting some sort of paycheck, I hope. Yeah, for what a Mario ambassador is or whatever. The there is a, on the uh, you on the flip side of of the the uh, discussion about what was the Wonder Game influenced by the movie. Well, interestingly, this week the Princess Peach game, the the box art for that game was changed, and you can compare the two. You can compare the old one and the new one. It's it's changed subtly. It's just her face, but it, unmistakably, it looks way more like the movie Peach than our traditional game Peach. It looks like they specifically were going for making it look more like the movie Peach. Mm. Did you guys see the comparison? I did. The, I did see the comparison, but I, but I didn't automatically think about the movie Peach because I. So don't, you think? Don't really so the theory is that much of the, the box art was changed because of the movie, or do you, do you think that they are changing the model within the game? Um, you know, it's just it's just going off of the cover of the game. So I, I wouldn't. I, I don't speculate either way. All right, you heard it here first, folks. John is confirmed. Mm-mm. Yep. The new Peach game was changed because of the movie. I think it's just. I think it's just got the, the inside scoop. Have you have you tried this? Uh, have you tried these new levels on uh, Super Mario Maker? The Super Mario. No, I have not. The Super Mario Dimensions. I just saw. Um, what was it? I, I think Game Explain. Uh, somebody somebody was doing a live stream of it of Super Mario Maker, and and you know the uh, since John's the only person I know of that still plays Super Mario Maker, other than the those streamers of that. Uh, I was like, hey, it's like 40, 40 new Mario levels in there. <laughs> Somebody so made. somebody put out a collection of new levels like um, that's apparently very good and trying to be a, another quality Mario game within Mario Maker 2. What was the guy's name? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it was posted from Tentatech. So maybe that's the Tony, Tony Tentatech. That's his name on uh, or their name on on uh, Twitter. X. Yep. Maker ID is M9GLV. B is in boy. M. P is in Paul. G. Isn't there more? Go try it out. Oh no, yeah, no, that's it. It just said dot dot dot. Yeah, I haven't. I don't know when I probably last time I booted up Mario Maker was whenever we played it on. Also confirmed this. This was not influenced by the movie. (laughs) It could have been. All right, what else do we have on here? What about that new analog system? Because I wish I could afford one of these fucking things. Oh yeah. Yeah, that looks cool. I got an email from Analog. I don't know why, because I've never bought anything from them. Maybe I put my name on a mailing list or something like that. But I got I an think e- Analog would send snail mail. But I yeah. got I got an email that said, "Hey, there's this new Analog 3D," and I'm like, "What's that?" And then I looked at it. It's like, "Oh, it's a 4K 64," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> that's kind of 64K." Yeah, that's kind of cool. And I guess you can I guess you can uh, use modern controllers with it, but you can also plug in your original 64 controllers and i'm sure there's got to be a way that you can use your your um you know nintendo switch 64 controller with it i'm sure i don't think they've revealed the design for the for their original controller they're going to make for yet i think they're waiting oh i thought i thought i thought somebody i thought they just said that you could use a that you could use like you could probably use like an 8-bit doe pro and stuff like that on it so it uses wireless Bluetooth and 2.4G, four yeah. original style co- controller ports, completely engineered in FPGA yeah, I don't analog know. OS. I, I didn't say anything about their controllers. I was just saying that you could use other people's controllers. On it. But, and, or you could use your original N64 controllers, which, you know, you're going to want to do that. FPGA is all the hype for emulation. Do I understand it? No. But it has something to do with more accurately emulating the hardware functionality or maybe even like literally mimicking it because of how it's constructed but i don't understand how it works i just know it's like a big reason people love the analog pocket is because you can get those cores and that invites emulation i mean the first and only aftermarket solution supporting 100 compatibility in every region i'm planning on getting it so i can finally play hybrid heaven in 4k because i've uh, given up hope for it ever coming to nintendo switch online 
So I, I got plenty of weird 64 games that I'd love to play in 4K. Body Harvest in 4K? Let's do it. Bring it on. Is there I a imagine price on this thing? A, I imagine no. there's a lot of potential for this besides no. just in 64 stuff. I mean, hopefully it continues to fund or continues to fuel the uh, the, uh, the interest. The, what I'm, I'm talking about, not the bootlegs, but the home, homebrews. There we go. The homebrew games. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. It's probably, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not going to be cheap and it's probably not going to be easy to find either. You're probably going to be have to be on a waiting list for however long, but I still not, hope to attain a pocket someday. Cool. I think the pocket's the most compelling one that they've released especially really expensive but i haven't especially with all the anyone that has one complaining about it everyone has said it's great once they own it but all the people who own it have money (laughs) yes i don't have money i just bought a new house wait that's not me why why complain when you can uh, buy an analog pocket you know if you got enough money to buy an analog pocket then you don't need to complain that's what that is it seems like a cool idea i don't know if i would get it personally but i, I feel like they should they they should work to close the gap of the timeline of how they release these systems like n64 nostalgia it's not over but it certainly peaked a couple of years ago gamecube nostalgia now now that's more the window and and now we're, we're coming up on Wii nostalgia even so if they can like speed these up a little bit more i think they could be more successful with it too not that they're not successful but it just seems like they're a couple steps behind an optimal release date for these i don't things. think they're i don't think they're chasing like uh you know the nostalgia point or whatever with this like oh these i are, do these are much pricier i don't i mean i think i think they're, uh, i think they're chasing think it, uh people you know nerds who like the yeah. old games that have money you know and it's also think sure and they want to put a lot of time dis- into these not just put out shit that you know for whatever the fad is you know I think once you get to disc-based media, that's when you become, I don't know, that's when a system starts to be universal for all disc-based media. And I think there there is one right. that came out. I don't think Analog made it. There is a pretty good one that I think was kickstarted. I can't remember what it's called, but there is a yeah. system that does that the way thing, and it can emulate all the different disc-based systems. And that's because it has a optical drive, you know? So you need sure. that. And so once you move on to optical media, that's what, I don't know. I feel like it's less of a niche item you're making. That's true. Yep. I probably can't afford it, but I still want one. I mean, this, I, I, so I wanted the Super Nintendo one. It was just like, it was just too fucking expensive. You know, it wasn't worth it for the price. I kind of think that it, it's probably going to be the last analog system that will be a sp- particular like system. I think they will probably do something that does the Wii eventually. And they'd be dumb not to because that's going it, to, it's going to have its day in the sun soon i would say with its um shit or whatever <laughs> the the, re- the interest in it but i don't know i can imagine a pretty slick looking like analog we hanging out next to my television that'd be nice <laughs> yeah i don't think i'm gonna spend a lot of money on a thing that for the Wii. i already have like three Wii's. i don't need another one speaking of old systems it's the 10th anniversary of the nintendo 2ds in particular, the the gross brick doorstop door we mentioned earlier, yeah. facetiously. <laughs> yeah, the, the the ugliest one of all of them. Yeah, the yeah. I think they sold a lot of those. Though I can remember going over to friends who had had kids, and you know their kids had those. I mean, that makes that made sense. You know, it doesn't necessarily for them, mean for they kids were going to throw stuff around and potentially break a hinge on a on a clamshell model. I remember them being I think very 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 cheap so that doesn't necessarily i mean i'm sure they sold some but i don't know if they necessarily sold a lot because there was a time where you could buy them for like 30 dollars, you know but i didn't get it because i'm like i don't want this ugly thing in my apartment 
and now it's more expensive now. I still don't want it, but some people do, I guess. Some people do. The uh, I guess this is a pretty pretty big uh, pretty big news. Um, yep. Microsoft completed the purchase of Activism Blizzard, and I, I listened to a whole you know they did a whole podcast about this on Axe of the Blood God. And they were talking about how, like, uh, Microsoft finally has, like, access to, like, mobile games and all that. And I was just like, I was like, Microsoft, put fucking Game Pass on, like, iPhone 15 or something. Like, that was the thing I automatically thought about. They didn't even mention that on the podcast, but why not? Like, make it, you have Game, you want Game Pass on everything. Put it on fucking phones. Like, if it was a, if it was easy for me to get Game Pass and play it, like, on my phone with the backbone or whatever, I would totally do it. You know, because you even it's what is it sure. like fifteen bucks a month, and you could do it just to try like one game if you wanted to. You know, just to play Conquer for for free. You know, so I put Rare Play on phones, Dan. Yeah, so I mean that, that seems like a no brainer for me for that. But also, it you know, of course, the merger also means that as every merger means that a ton of people get fired or laid off, especially from uh, what was it, Bandcamp. A bunch of people yeah, can't from there, obviously. But it happens every time people buy a bunch of shit. They fire a bunch of people. So stop acquiring things, businesses. That's what I'm saying. It sucks. It means everybody gets to lose their jobs. And we'll never get a re-release of Tony Hawk 3 and 4. Because they because they can bet shit. But yeah, it's uh, they own a bunch of shit now. Yep. There, there, there is that. I was watching. This is cold on the digital space continues. Yeah. This is completely unrelated. Well, it kind of is. Uh, I was watching because uh, there was some there was some like AW Fight Forever news. Like there was a little bit where they posted more stuff about how they were working on putting new wrestlers on there. You know, they haven't really said who or if it'll be priced or whatever. And I know we talked last week with Shake and Joe about um about like put it you know making like Stadium Stampede free to play. I don't know if that's necessarily an achievable thing, but what they could do easily is they could put AW Fight Forever on PlayStation Plus. And Game Pass. And that would, like, you know, yeah. I think make it a lot more popular. And then they don't have to, like, build a whole new thing. Like, if they want to make it free to play, like, completely free to play, they would build have to build a whole separate thing. But if they just put it on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus, that would maybe get more people to play it or to give a shit, you know? I mean, Jeremy could even jump on there with your super fancy PlayStation Plus and, and play it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the one that costs an extra $50 a year or something like that. You could try that. I guess we can, uh, I don't know, we can end... We could probably end on the next one if there's anything else. Yeah, seems appropriate. Uh, Best Buy plans to phase out sales of all physical media in early 2024. That's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah, right. The physical media. You know, who else? What other big store would sell it? I heard that. I heard that. Like, um, there was rumors that like uh, other stores, what like Walmart might. Was it was it Walmart? Yeah, I think it was Walmart. Was saying that they might uh, discontinue their uh, their physical games as well. Which kind of I mean, Walmart is trash, but Mm -hmm. uh, it it is you know it it is kind of a shame because they sell all of their all of their Switch games for ten dollars off at Walmart, and you get like the Walmart discount, you know. Yeah. So I guess there's that. But yeah, taking away like uh, Best Buy, just not. I mean, have you been? Has has have any of you been to a Best Buy lately? Like Best Buys are fucking sad as shit. I only go to Best Buy (laughs) like if you're not going to buy a fucking. Washer and dryer, which was the last I bought time we were there. Like two years ago. But like, it, I went to buy there's like my nothing there. In 2020, that's the last time I went to Best Buy. Yeah, we we went there. Uh, I forget why we. Well, we went that we went there to buy a washer and a dryer for our house. But if you go to the video game section, go. like there, it's Can't like download that shit. It's 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 fucking uh, tumbleweeds over there, and it's just a whole lot of dunch, dusty shelves with nothing on them. It's real fucking sad. Like it's just like empty, just completely empty everywhere. So them saying they're not going to sell physical stuff anymore. It's just basically like, all right, well, let's take these uh, two copies of Joe Dirt that we have sitting over here that have been there for like 30 years and just, you know, 
throw them in the trash can. All right, now all, we're now all of our stuff is gone. Cause yeah, it's like there's just no there's nothing fucking there if you actually went to one. They're fucking ghost towns, like the ghost. You know, so like, I so I kind of like this sort of thing. Maybe I'm taking a devil's advocate role, but I like the the hype of the you know the smaller local game store maybe they are going to keep doing this maybe it's going to become more of a thing True. for people that want to go to the smaller stores because they can't get the physical games at the big box stores so that might help them out in the long run also it may actually affect the value of physical games well it's in, a, in yeah. a positive way if you were going to be a collector because there would be less of them made ultimately same with like it i mean same with like dvds and and uh blu-rays and stuff like that Oh, that's a, right. I think that's yeah. a big part of it also. That I guess it was kind of convenient, like if you wanted to go see like whatever whatever a new movie is that's on Blu-ray, you wanted to find it, you could go to a Best Buy and probably found it. You want to see your mm-hmm. your yep. newest uh, Fast and the Furious 20 or whatever, you could probably find it pretty easily there. But I mean, if you care about that sort of thing. so Yeah, makes me personally a little sad. I used to work at a Best Buy for a little while and I was in the media section. So that was my whole job was just uh, getting DVDs for people. I, I tried to graduate over to the game section. I never quite did, but I was just, you know, DVDs and CDs. And uh, yep, that's what that's what it was. Just go to the back, grab stacks of DVDs, put them out, yeah. walk around, talk to people about movies. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yep, no more. Yeah. I mean, it's Wear just... Wear a blue shirt. You know, most... Uh... Yep. I did talk to... I did I did meet Billy Corgan at that store. That's my most interesting oh, no. story at that at that uh, Best Buy. It was was he just there to make sure you were stocking the new Smashing Pumpkins album? <laughs> he was. He went and personally checked on every seat. He said, we shipped 32 copies to this store. I don't see 32. I, no. Uh, he came for Somebody might have bought one, one, Billy. Somebody might have bought one. That's why there's not 32. Settle down, dude. <laughs> I would say hopefully it was he before he went like that. full right wing and was on Alex Jones and all that shit. Apparently he's, he's like, he came up to me now. and I didn't recognize him because he, he, he was in like he had a beard and just looked a little different. Maybe I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And, he was uh, whining. Yeah, he wasn't. Do you have dead one season one? Or, I'm trying to do a Billy Corgan impression. But anyway, he's like, he, Where's um, the Simpsons season five? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It was right here in my hand. I don't know. Where's the gay games? <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was looking for that. And I remember I was, I was in a bad mood. Just, it was a bad day, whatever. So I just kind of, I probably was a little rude to him. Walked, walked to the back and you know, grabbed I mean, after Deus Sex Machina, I would be too. It's <laughs> 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 like one of their, that's their last album that I kind of liked. I was going to say, I, I said earlier that Deus Sex Machina was a good game. Remember? Human Revolution. It's, it's a wonderful game. <laughs> Don't feel bad about that. Oh, that's yeah, Smashing Pumpkins albums. Who cares? Yeah, I got him his DVD, and then it was like five seconds after he walked away that it just dawned on me. Was that Billy Corgan? Like, I went to a, an associate, a friend of mine, and said, "I think that's Billy Corgan over there." Can you confirm? Yep, it's Billy Corgan. <laughs> you should have known when he asked if you had it, and you said you didn't. He said, "Today is the greatest day of anyone." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then true story. The next day, I saw James Eha at my other job. Really? Right, yeah, that's my Who? best buy story. The guitarist from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, James Eha. I remember James. Eha. Two wow. days in a row. I remember I called Eric, my friend Eric, after after you know Billy Corgan. I don't maybe it was the verse. I think I saw James Eha first, and then Billy the next day. But I called Eric up two days in a row because he's a Smashing Pumpkins fan. He's like, I'm like, you're never gonna believe this. And then I called him the next day, dude. You're really not gonna believe this. But yeah, 
But you didn't see the bases. Billy Corgan. What was her name? Best Buy. She was cool. I think. I don't know. I never really listened to that band. But now such interactions can't happen because physical media is gone. <laughs> in uh, in yeah. many cases, physical jobs are gone. Yes. Well, that, yeah, that's. I guess that's really what it yeah, was burnt, coming down to. Because uh, what, Best Buys will probably shrink then too, maybe? Or they could just, what, put more Guitar washers, washers and dryers there? Garage TVs, whatever. I don't know. I don't, yeah, it is kind of sad, but it's also kind of like, that's what uh, streaming services are doing to us. And when I would all, say anybody could see it coming from a million miles away. Once you could stream video, eventually this is going to be everything because people would rather be paid to just send you a digital file than have to actually manufacture something. Yeah, but uh, but what about what about when all of they when when all the streaming services go away because they try to charge too much because they, they don't have enough, and then money, we don't have streaming can. services at all, and then we we like where are our DVDs at in the future in Mad Max times, which will happen like two years yeah. from now. When there's no internet and and all we have is TVs and power, we will wish that we had DVDs. Fix the DVD motor. Yeah, we'll have to find the people who have the these physical copies. Good luck finding like, a CRT that's functional in fifty years. Oh, I have one, and I will save it. I saved it fifty years, and I'll make it into a car, and we can drive across the desert with it. That gas don't last forever. <laughs> CRT gas does. Let me tell you. All right, thanks everybody for listening to episode three ninety three, and. Um, yeah, if you get wanna... real close to that 400 mark. So a few more weeks. Special when that happens. A few more weeks. Um, yeah, you can find us at, if you'd like to support the show and hear more episodes, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. We just did an episode about our favorite GameCube games. It's a good three hours long. And listen to that. It's got a banging soundtrack and lots of wonderful games that we talked about. Also, uh, you can you can get that for just a dollar, or you can download, or you can donate five dollars and above, and you can get all sorts of fun merchandise like stickers and mugs and even posters if you're at the fifteen dollar level. So check that out there. Also, we are on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast and youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, where you can find the this videos that I stream of wrestling stuff that we do. We'll probably play. I'm sure we'll play uh, Mario Wonder next week. On Monday, I had to skip this week because I'm not there. So yeah, but next week we're gonna do Mario Wonder. And I and Joe's at Joe's at AEW right now. So good for you, Joe. They came to Texas. Nice. But yeah, um, what else? Oh yeah, we're oh Joe's on, uh, from Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Joe's from Texas and Shakes from New York. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Nintendo underscore Domain and Jeremy's at Stack. And we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Kowski. I'm Nitter. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.